Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And just like that, it comes to an end. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for tuning in here on this Monday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the ESPN MT studio. Such an interesting feeling because college football, the season is such a relentless grind. And in a lot of ways, I mean that in such a great, great way. I mean, it's so fun to just have the constant reset, to have, you know, each week, lead up to Saturdays. And then it was a totally unique thing in terms of the formula of this show as well as the content we produce at Skyline Sports to have several weeks' worth of buildup for one ultimate game. And then it came down to the uh, to it on Sunday. And a really, really good first half just in terms of all the different things that happened. Certainly not a high-scoring first half, but a slugfest, a competitive back-and-forth battle. But then as has been proven time and again over the last couple years, South Dakota State, the kings of the football championship subdivision, they really slammed down the pedal in the third quarter. Mark Kronowski uh, went from a guy that looked a little bit confused in the first half to a guy that looked like the Walter Payton Award winner in the second half. And Montana pulls away. They win 20, or excuse, pulls away from, South Dakota State pulls away from Montana, excuse me, wins 23-3. to and they are back-to-back FCS National Champions. So we will talk all the way around that football game. We have sound bites from Jimmy Rogers, Mark Gronowski, Adam Bach, and Isaiah Stalberg from South Dakota State. Also hear from Bobby Houck, Braxton Hill, and A.J. Forbes from Montana. And we'll keep talking into the second hour about this game, as well as the NFL playoff field. Our Monday afternoon quarterback, 
little different this time, though, because Marty Mordoweg, our great friend, more than a quarter century in the National Football League as a coach, he is still making his way back from Texas. So recorded with Coach Marty earlier today, and uh, he has plenty of thoughts about what went down in Frisco, Texas, between Montana and South Dakota State. He's also got plenty of thoughts on the way that Week 18 played out, the playoff field, what we're looking at in the wild card round, and what some of the best matchups are going into uh, the wild card and then out of the wild card into the divisional round. All that in hour number two here on Nuanas now as part of the uh, Monday afternoon quarterback. So there you go, Montana football hour right off the top. Monday afternoon quarterback at hour number two. That's your show outlook here on Nuanas now. If you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Regich Brothers RV phone line. My best of the weekend, I got a couple for you. First of all, C.J. Stroud and the Texans, what a great win that was. What a great game that was. What a fun team the Houston Texans are. I, I got to say, coming into this season, I think at the uh, early on in the year I said something along the lines of that I thought that there was only two or three definitive teams that were absolutely the worst in the NFL, and I thought the Texans were going to be one of them. Boy, was I wrong. Houston, 10 wins, certainly the greatest rookie quarterback probably since Peyton Manning. One of the great rookie seasons of all time by C.J. Stroud. He is going to be a slam dunk, no doubt about it, unanimous NFL Rookie of the Year. I can almost guarantee it. And pairing that with a first-year head coach in D'Amico Ryans, and, oh, by the way, Will Anderson is probably going to be one of the top candidates for Defensive Rookie of the Year. To hire D'Amico Ryans in February, draft C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson in April, and then win 10 games when you were supposed to be fast-tracking towards another top-three pick. Pretty darn impressive by the Houston Texans. And there's some Montana ties on that staff, specifically former Montana State quarterback Denarius McGee is an offensive assistant there for the uh, Houston Texans. So watching that game on Saturday, that was certainly one of my best of the weekend. We had SWX there for a minute, but now we uh, no longer do. Sorry, I'm looking at myself on the TV. Now we're back again. Who knows what's going on, but uh, we are on the TV right now. Hi, everybody that's tuning in on SWX. Uh, Other best of the weekend. I will say I've I've been asked this by a great many people, and I do appreciate the sentiment. So many people ask me, what did I think of not being in Frisco, Texas? Of course, we sent our crew down there. Andrew Houghton, Brooks Nuanas, Blake Hempstead got down there. Ryan Tutel efforted. If you want to know why he didn't make it down there, go to SkylineSportsMT.com. You can read the story about basically getting locked in the heavy equipment area where he was dropping off some freight and then not being able to get out, and that is completely derailing his timeline as he made it down to Frisco, Texas. So Ryan didn't get there. Andrew, uh, Blake, and Brooks all did. It was really cool to sort of observe it from afar. Uh, I must say on Sunday morning, I was getting rather annoyed because pretty much everybody that I know that was down there was calling me and texting me. I was trying to read Andrew's story about Alex Gubner and get that up live on the website. And uh, everybody was sort of rubbing it in that they were there and I wasn't. All that said, what a great showing by the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. More than 10,000 people from Montana or with Montana ties descended upon uh, Frisco, Texas. It was uh, certainly a a great crowd. It was one of the great crowds in the history of the FCS championship game there at Toyota Stadium. And a huge reason for that was all the Montana folks that made their way down there. So great job by all of you that made the trip. 
uh, awesome to see the way that Grizz football and, and just college football in general can bring people together. The Grizz Fest on Saturday night looked like it was a heck of a lot of fun. I just talked, got off the phone with one of my best friends who actually lives in Dallas, and he was just saying, man, it was a college reunion down here, dude. We didn't, we missed you. And he said he saw people that, you know, have, have since gone on, since we graduated from college, to live all over the place, in California and in Texas and Colorado and Idaho and out on the coast, all this sort of stuff. So I think that's the part that, you know, even though the Grizz lost, what a great reunion and opportunity for people to get together. And at the end of the day, like I always tell you, winning and losing, that's not what sports are about. That's not what college football is about. College football is about the community. It's about the communal aspect of it. It's about bringing people together to enjoy something that brings us all cumulative joy, a passage, a rite of passage for young people to be sure, and also something that we can just be proud of uh, as because a lot of times, especially in Montana, what one of our great exports is it's as simple as this. One of our great exports is college football. It might sound silly, but it's true. Like on a national stage, people are starting to learn more about Montana for good and bad reasons. But I think that if you were to just, you know, do a man on the street quizzing people across the country and you said Montana, I think they'd think Yellowstone, Cowboys, you know, the national parks, the railroad, and the Grizz and the Bobcats. I think that that's, those are the things that people would point to. And, and that's cool. I think that that's something that's cool for us as a state. So uh, I, of course, as I mentioned, was not in Frisco, Texas. We have a baby on the way. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to navigate here upcoming. It's coming sooner than later. So <laughs> I'll be a dad before we know it. And then I'll be on paternity leave before we know it. But have no fear. I'll still be on this show quite frequently. Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford will be uh, steering the ship. And we'll have some other contributors as well. Ryan Tutel called uh, over the weekend after he got unlocked from his heavy machinery <laughs> fiasco. And he said he's willing to, to come on the show and, and to maybe steer the ship for a couple days as well. So uh, that's all coming up. You you probably won't even notice the difference because I'll still be on the show uh, from stem to stern. But I was not in Frisco because of our uh, expected uh child coming into the world here pretty soon, but I did get a chance to watch the Grizz football game with my mom, and it was actually a, an interesting deal, because my mom loves sports, and she uh, has been really into the Grizz for, uh, she's into college football period, I mean, she goes to the CAC games as well, she just loves watching uh, college football, and just loves, you know, supporting the, the kids, no matter where they're from, or, or which side of the rivalry they're playing from, and that's sort of where I learned that from as well, just, you know, sort of being supportive and, and thinking it's cool for the whole state of Montana, whether it's the blue and gold or the maroon and silver or whatever. Well, I, my mom and I were thinking about it, though. We obviously talk all the time, and she listens to this show, and she reads all of our stuff at Skyline Sports, and we talk about the Grizz football team frequently. But I believe that that was actually the first time I've sat with my mother and watched a game since 2009. So that was a completely new experience. It was kind of cool and fun for her to see you know, just like what goes on, you know, doing all the Twitter updates and, you know, I'm getting photos from all the guys and posting them all over the place. And you know, then we typed, we tapped into the press conferences via Zoom. So she got to see you know, Bobby Houck live and in person there and, and us uh, interviewing him. So that was a fun experience too. So uh, that's my best of the weekend. I have to say thank you so much to Town Pump for sending us down to Frisco, Texas. Brawl the Wild by the Mile, they sent us more than 4,000 miles across the Big Sky Conference this year between our travels here at ESPN MT and at Skyline Sports, and we couldn't have done it without Town Pump. Town Pump, 
because Bid Montana is best for more than six decades. They are huge supporters of both Bobcat and Grizz Athletics. They're proud to bring you the Brawl of the Wild trophy each year, which is the all-sports trophy between the Cats and the Grizz. And they were the ones that got us down to Frisco, Texas. So we appreciate them for their continued support of everything that we got going on. And we couldn't have done it without them. Town Pump, Montana's best for more than six decades. Before we hear from a couple of the head coaches here in this game, again, the final score, 23-3. It was 7-3 at halftime. And South Dakota State scored 16 unanswered in the third quarter. And then it was pretty much a defensive slugfest for the rest of the game. I mean, that was sort of the, the tail of the tape. Two really good defenses playing really well. It was just the third quarter that kind of got away from the Grizzlies. There were certainly missed opportunities. We'll get to that in just a little while. But, Andrew, you were there live and in person down in Frisco. Welcome back, by the way. I'm glad to, glad to see you. Glad uh, that you made it home safe. What uh, what'd you think? I mean, just tell people just about the scene. Maybe start with maybe not necessarily the game, but just the lead-up to the game and all the fanfare around it. Well, it was interesting. I, I think it was probably the first time for a lot of Grizz fans. It's been over a decade since they've been in the national championship. First time for me in Frisco, too, and I've been hearing about it from uh, from you and from Brooks and from, from plenty of other people uh, who I work with who may have gone down to cover the Cats a couple of years ago. I was trying to go in with an open mind. I I really enjoyed it. I think it helped that, you know, the weather was nice this weekend. In fact, the weather was gorgeous this weekend. But it's sort of like you get the the feeling of community from the instant that we stepped into the Bozeman Airport to, to fly down there because half the people there are wearing Grizz gear. They're all talking about, you know, we're going down to the game. What are your plans for tonight? What are your plans for Saturday night? What do you think about the game? What do you think about the matchup? It's just like... I'm not sure what I would compare it to, but it's just it's a unique feeling when everybody's focused on the same thing. Yeah, and because you're still a couple days out, nobody's really taking it all that serious yet. And that's why Frisco is such a great host for this thing too, because for those that are unfamiliar, Frisco is about I don't know what 25 minutes from Dallas, 20 25 minutes from Dallas. Sure. Frisco, there's all sorts of suburbs around Dallas, whether it's, you know, Fort Worth or Plano or Euless or, you know, Irvin or Irving or whatever, Arlington. Frisco is basically designed for this. That's where the soccer, professional soccer stadium's at. The Professional Soccer Hall of Fame is there at Toyota Stadium. And it hosts big events like this, like bowl games and other things. So you're not going to go down there and see a bunch of locals that are just hanging out, living their everyday lives in Frisco. It's only people that are really there for the event you're going to. That's why it's a sweet place to host an event. Yeah, and, and same thing when we got there. You know, that's that half the people in line at the barbecue restaurant are either wearing maroon, they're wearing blue. So so that was really interesting. And then, you know, maybe we can talk about this a little bit more, the the fan bases on Sunday. But I thought that the, I thought the crowd was good. I thought the energy was good. Uh, you know, it filled in. Everybody was excited for the game, and um, it's a it's a it's a nice stadium. It doesn't compare to to Washington Grizzly or a Bobcat Stadium, but it's a nice stadium. It was full. Uh, I I really enjoyed. It seemed like everybody was having a good time. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. South Dakota State twenty nine in a row after a twenty three to three victory over Montana, the Jacks. Back-to-back FCS national champions. It's so interesting. I wrote this in the story that I wrote about South Dakota State, just about the building of the program and the prestige that they've reached. And if North Dakota State hadn't existed over the last 10 years, 
we would be talking about how this is the greatest run in the history of the FCS, or at least one of the great runs in the history of the FCS. But North Coast State does exist. So becoming like the dynasty of all dynasties, it, it, he it written 29 in a row, you're still a little ways away. I mean, NDSU had a 39 and 33 game winning streaks during their great time. They won 154 games last decade. That broke the all-time record for a decade in Division I football by a full, I don't know, let's do the math, 35 victories. So that's pretty crazy. Still, though, in a lot of statistical ways, this was one of the great teams and one of the great defenses ever uh, in the FCS. Let's hear from Jimmy Rogers, the head coach of South Dakota State, because he touches on that exact point. I just want to start with first congratulating Montana on a great season. Um, those guys played tough today, and we were, we were able to come up on the winning side of it. Couldn't be more proud of these guys and the whole team. It takes a full team to get this job done, and especially with as much hype that surrounded this football program. We never paid much attention to it. We stayed consistent. We worked extremely hard week in and week out, and this is a result. 146 points scored to 15 this is the best defense in FCS history, um, and I'm proud of that, proud of this football team, proud to go back-to-back, back, proud to do it with these guys. I'm blessed to be the head coach of South Dakota State. Jerry Rogers is a fascinating character. Spending, we didn't, I, guess I shouldn't say I spent any time with him. It was just all on Zooms over the last couple weeks. But, man, the, the, the deliberate nature of this young man, and make no mistake, he is a young man. Wikipedia doesn't even know how old he is, but they say he's either 34 or 35. Graduated college in 2009. Uh, he played at South Dakota State. He was on that team that lost in Missoula to Montana in the first round of the SCS playoffs uh, some 14 years ago. But you can just tell, interacting with him, talking to him, interviewing him, he is a special, special coach just in terms of his Expectation of excellence, his steadfast nature, how deliberate and driven he is. I mean, he mentioned it. it somebody asked him because he made a comment that uh, last year that he said, "Hey, I woke up the day after the national championship, but I felt nothing besides a desire to get better and chase another one." Matt Zimmer, who covers South Dakota State for Sioux Falls Live, he asked Jimmy Rogers. He said, "Coach, are you going to have any feelings when you wake up tomorrow?" And Jimmy Rogers acknowledged. He said, "Hey, man, I know I'm kind of sick in the head, but that's just how I'm wired." You know we're going to be back at it as soon as we possibly can be. So the uh, the process is more important than the end result, and uh, I think that that's one of the main factors in this day and age of all the hype that goes around college football. How you do stay nose to the grindstone, how you do still have a chip on your shoulder, a workmanlike attitude when you've won so many games in a row, uh, just impressive. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. On the other side of things. An abrupt ending to what was a great season for the Montana Grizzlies. Montana pulled themselves up. They evolved and improved as much as any team that I've covered over the span of the season. Like in September, I thought this team wasn't going to be very good. I thought they were going to really have to piecemeal it together to even get in the playoffs. Then, by the end of October, I'm like, wow, this team's pretty good. They're definitely going to go to the playoffs. How do they take the next step? And then by the end of November, you're like, wow, this team could win it all. This team could totally make a run at the national championship, and that's exactly what they did. They certainly ran into a buzzsaw. South Dakota State was a heck of a lot better than they were uh, in, a, in certain ways. We're going to talk about the gap a little bit later on here. How big is it or how little is it? But disappointment was certainly justifiable for this Grizz team because they certainly had missed opportunities in this game. We'll get to that in just a minute as well. 
Here's Bobby Houck. This is his opening statement. Montana State football coach after he himself suffered his fourth national championship game loss. You know, I'm proud of him. It's a, it's an honor to coach him. Um, what a great season uh, for our team. And, uh, you know, we hope to uh, continue on and, and uh, have a chance to be back here at some point. So, um, in terms of the game, you know, I think that's, you know, when you look at each team had 17 first downs, it's two pretty good defenses. Um, I think, uh, you know, in terms of evaluating how uh, uh, they won the game and we didn't, um, you know, it's the critical things that are critical in every football game. I don't think it's, you know, when teams are, you have good teams on each sideline, um, you know, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, you can't get behind the chains and take negative plays. You got to run the ball better than we did. And uh, you can't turn it over. So turnovers, turnovers, turnovers will, uh, will cost you games. And, and uh, that was a big factor today. Certainly was a big factor. Bobby Houck here on Nuwana's Dow ESPN Radio. It's the Montana Football Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash. They're located right here on Radio Way, right across from us at Missoula Broadcasting. Coming right off of North Reserve, Dazzler's Car Wash, the best, most efficient, and thorough car wash in the Garden City. Here's my keys to the game. I got five of them. First of all, I thought the Grizz not being able to capitalize on South Dakota State's uncharacteristic miscues killed Montana. Montana had an early interception by Corbin Walker, and they weren't able to cash it in. They uh, they had to settle for a field goal. They got stopped on a fourth down on their first possession from like the half-yard line. More on that in just a minute. That was a missed opportunity. They had a, a punt go off the back of a South Dakota State player, and Eric Barker recovered it. The Grizz got no points out of that. And then the second half... The Grizz themselves made a couple uncharacteristic miscues, and South Dakota State did capitalize on that. That was a huge factor in SDSU being being able to score those 16 points in the third quarter and pull away. Here's Bobby Houck on those miscues uh, in Montana's 23-3 loss to South Dakota State. Uh, Coach, it was 7-3 at half. You mentioned the the goal line stand, but you also had the the, the interception and the fumble, and only had three points out of... Opportunities where you could have capitalized more. How much was it? Maybe just not being able to to capitalize on any of those. Well, yeah, and then and then we were driving to start the second half. Fumble. Had a good drive and fumbled it away. So th- those three things, Sean, I think are, uh, uh, I mean, huge factors in the game. Uh, maybe the difference. Um, then you have to start going for it and doing some things that uh, put you in jeopardy. Um, you know, just if you make those plays, you don't turn it over. Uh, capitalize on the field position probably probably better uh, certainly because they you know when they're scoring it well I'll have to go back and watch it but uh, you know the short fields help them with the with the point total shame on us Andrew when, you, when it comes to the inability to capitalize on the mistakes that's something the Grizz have been so good at this year and then you also look at the a couple of those turnovers especially the one in the Beginning of the second half, that really thwarted any chance Montana had to get the momentum back. Is that all just credit to South Dakota State? Is that Montana not not being ready for the moment? What where, where do we where do we check? Is that or is it just the way the ball bounces sometimes? Well, I think that you know they they, they did fail to capitalize on those mistakes, but 
the overarching reason for it is they struggled to move the ball on offense, period. Because South Dakota State is so nasty on defense. Yeah, that they were they were overmatched. They moved it a couple times. They moved it really well on the first drive, and we don't know what would have happened on their first drive of that second half if Aaron Fonts had him fumbled. And that was one of the huge mistakes in the second half that really prevented them from being able to come back. Like you said, think a couple other reasons here why they weren't able to take advantage of the momentum. Part of it, it's just true. They weren't playing at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Yep. You get the interception. So at what point is that like this omnipresent storyline then? Because that has been something that has really hurt Montana in their last four trips to the national championship game. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, I think when we're talking about it in the season, I think that Washington Grizzly Stadium is the biggest home field advantage maybe in the entire country, FCS notwithstanding. It's the biggest in the FCS for sure. I have no idea how you would quantify it. I've been revising my estimate upwards. You know, they say home field advantage in the NFL is worth a field goal. That's right. Worth three points, whatever. That's nothing. I've been revising my estimate upward for how much Washington Grizzly Stadium is worth as this season has gone on and they keep destroying teams there. Yes. Like, it might be worth double digits points. Oh, there's certain coaches It might be worth two touchdowns. There's certain coaches that'll tell you that you're down 10 nothing when you play there. I mean, Bo Baldwin, former Eastern Washington head coach, says we we treated it. We used to treat it like we were down fourteen to zero to start the game. And I th- I think that might be uh, completely true. But one of the biggest reasons why it is is because they're able to keep the momentum going after yes. you get an interception. Whole stadium's going crazy. That pumps everybody up on the sideline. And even though they're going to quiet down when the Grizz come back out on offense, uh, you keep that energy throughout the offensive possession. Second thing, I think the real big credit to South Dakota State here. They were ready for the Grizz after those turnovers. Right. They know that the Grizz are going to try to take shots That's right. after they get a turnover, after they get a big play, uh, after they get the, the big kickoff return to start the game. South Dakota State gave up none of that. Unbelievable how well prepared South Dakota State was. They were prepared for literally everything. Not only were they prepared for it initially, but any pivot and counter Montana had, they were also ready for that. The ability to not only have a comprehensive game plan like they did, and then also make adjustments in the scope of the game. Impressive. It's part of our road to Frisco now that we're back from Frisco, presented in part by the Advocates. The Advocates want you to have a great time cheering on your team all football season long, but cheering on your teams with family and friends, it should be the best time ever, but if you're injured because of someone else's negligence, you're robbed of that excitement. Call the injury attorneys at the Montana Advocates today so they can start fighting for you and the settlement you deserve so you can get back to enjoying the holiday season. Chat anytime, MontanaAdvocates.com. Or call 406-640-4444. The advocates are you. You deserve an advocate. Number two, the my number two key to the game, Adam Box, fourth down stop. Uh, we could debate the play call all day long. We will talk about it with Coach Marty Mornowag in hour number two. But here's Adam Bach on what he saw and how he was able to stop Eli Gilman short of the end zone on Montana's first offensive possession. Adam, the, the fourth down stop he had on Montana's uh, first drive, what would you see there and how much do you think that set the tone for the rest of the game? Um, you know, Jason did a good job just setting the edge there, and um, I knew I had the next fit after that. And um, I've been on too many of the wrong side of those. Um, it's just huge to come up with that in, in a big-time game. Um, felt awesome to get a little bit of uh, momentum on our side when maybe things weren't going, you know, the way we, we wanted to when they were driving down the field. So that was, that was big momentum shift for us, I feel like. Okay, let's go over right-hand side front row, please. Follow up to that, Adam, because he, he asked the first part of my question. But what allowed you to be so effective stopping the run, particularly in the second half? They got you a little bit in the first half, but very effective <coughs> in the second half. They had some short fields. They got 
you know, down close to the goal line a couple times, you were able to stop them. Mm-hmm. What allowed you to do that? And, and, you know, what was the feeling of being able to stop them when they got so close? I, I feel like we just kind of did what we've been doing all season. You know, our D-line is a special group, and, you know, they they make everything clear for us at the linebacker position, and we can just play off of them when they make everything so clean. Um, we just continue to what we've been doing all playoffs. Um, like that stat said, we only gave up 15 points in the playoff. We really came into our own. Um, and it's the closest group of guys that um, I've ever been a part of. It's Montana Football Hour, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. My third big key to the game, I thought the Grizz had Mark Gronowski crossed up a little bit in the first half. You saw that, especially early on with Corbin Walker's pick. But then, once Mark, once you give Gronowski an inch, he's going to take a mile, and that's exactly what he did. I thought he was the spark. He absolutely earned. I mean, the, the most outstanding player Award should have gone to South Dakota State's defense as a whole for holding Montana to three points. But if you're going to pick an individual, it was Gronowski. He threw for 175 yards. He ran for another 65 yards, threw a touchdown, and uh, scored a touchdown on the ground. Here is uh, South Dakota State's outstanding quarterback after winning most outstanding player in the national championship game for the second season in a row. Yeah, they, they make it difficult on us. They, run, they end up kind of running like a 3-3 stack. They have three down linemen, and they always have three linebackers, and you know one of them's always pretty much coming every single time, but you just don't always know which one, and it kind of sometimes makes, us difficult, make, makes it difficult on some of our run games, our run counts, and um, <clears throat> on the pass pick, pickups, but our offensive line did a great job today on picking up all that, and they were trying to mix some things up in the secondary that um, we kind of struggled with a little bit in the first half, but in the third, in the third quarter, um, we really started to open things up and um, really started getting things going offensively. Uh, Mark, to hear your name on that list uh, with Jensen and Wentz, and um, what is your initial reaction to that? And seeing what they've gone on to achieve in the game, you know, what do you think your ceiling is? <clears throat> I, I, I did not, I didn't know that. I, I was told that walking over here. Um, it's a huge honor, just kind of being uh, in, in the relationships with them. Um, and <clears throat> I don't know, the ceiling is as high as uh, we want it to be. Um, as a team, too, and we kind of just keep working, and um, the ceiling's the, the, the sky, really. Keep it going. Certainly a high ceiling for Mark Rodowski. Uh Crazy to think that if he wants, he has for sure next year, maybe even two more years there uh, at South Dakota State. My fourth key to the game, Hunter Dustman. I thought he was sort of an unsung hero in this game. I'm actually glad the media sort of recognized it. Greg Rockhouch from MTN asked uh, several different people in this uh, about Hunter Dustman. He's the kicker and punter for South Dakota State. He kicked it to Junior Bergen on the opening kick. Bergen ripped off a 39-yard return. They didn't kick to Bergen again. They were able to pin Montana inside their own 10 with three different punts. That's really hard to do, given the prowess uh, of the Grizz return teams and their coverage teams. And I thought Montana's had a definitive advantage on special teams in every single game they've played so far this year. And in this one, they were at a disadvantage, and Hunter Dustman deserves a ton of credit for that. And then my fifth key to the game is that missed opportunities, missed cues, all that stuff. You can talk about all of it when you're when it comes to the Grizz. At the end of the day, that is statistically, definitively, the greatest defense in the history of FCS football. You can give all your yards and sacks and all that sort of stuff. Those are statistics that sort of matter. When you talk about scoring defense, giving up nine points per game for a 15-game season and going undefeated and winning the national championship, that has never happened before. There's only been a handful of teams that have ever given up single-digit point totals. Most of those teams either didn't make the playoffs or lost early on in the playoffs. The most recent team to do it was a Colgate team that lost in the second round of the playoffs. 
in terms of giving up less than double-digit points and going undefeated and winning the national championship, that has been done one time. It's this South Dakota State team, and they put a cherry on top by giving up a grand total of 15 points this entire playoff run. 146 to 15 is what they won their playoff games by. Incredible to think about uh, just how productive it was. You heard Jimmy Rogers proclaim that it was the greatest defense in FCS history. It's really hard to argue when you put it into perspective like that. Here's Isaiah Stalbird, one of many sort of unsung heroes on that SDSU defense, and uh, some thoughts from his head coach, Jimmy Rogers, as well. About the defensive game plan to contain Montana's quarterback, and then it seemed like he was a little banged up, so that might have changed a little bit. So how do you think you guys got to him today? And and, uh, just describe the game plan. Yeah, I think we just ran some fronts. Um, We were able to flush him out the pocket and just uh, have big pursuit on us. Big thing for us was just playing our keys, um, keeping our leverage on dives and whatnot. Because uh, you know you've seen teams at times that you know haven't kept uh, contain them when they pull their runs around them. So um, like the first half was a little slow for us. We knew that we didn't play our best ball, and then um, like Mark said, came out the second half. We knew our players were going to hit. It was just a matter of time, and the rest is history. So all right, we have time for one more question. Left side, second row. Isaiah, I could be wrong, but I, I think when you just got in here, Coach circled that uh, lopsided stat for you. That's 146 to 15. Yeah. Uh, what is your initial reaction to that, and what makes him such a good defensive coach and just your defense so solid? Uh, initial reaction is it's a no-name defense, you know. Um, you know, it's, a, it's just a test of the work that he puts in and instills in us, you know, and it's on us to uh, to maintain maintain that level. As a whole defense, whether if you're one, two, or three, and he always pushes us to be our best, and he never stops working. Even now, as a head coach, trying to understand things, different defenses. Um, you know, he's always asking us, "What do you think about this or that?" Or even in practice or game, like, "Hey, watch your steps here. Like, expect this." And then, what do you know? Like, next play it happens. Like, this man's a genius when it comes to defense, and you know, um, can't thank him enough for what he's done for this program. The standard you set for the program, offense, defense. Um, yeah, I want to miss this place. So. I want to make one point. Jesse Bob, it's the defense coordinator, that staff that came together. They worked extremely hard for this, and so the credit goes to those guys. Those guys worked day in and day out to make sure that this thing not only stayed to the standard in which we expected, but they got better. This football team got better. This defense got better. And a lot goes to Jesse. A lot goes to Pete Menage and Mike Banks and Jalen um, and just the overall staff. Those, those guys work extremely hard. And I'm proud of like the whole body of work throughout the season because we consistently got better. They certainly should be proud. Jimmy Rogers, Isaiah Stalbert here on Nuad is now. It's the Montana Football Hour. Probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long with Dazzler's Car Wash. We'll do three big things about this Grizz football season overall. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. You are listening to the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. Let's do three big things about the Grizz. Montana advanced to the FCS National Championship game for the first time since 2009. They fell 23-3 to now the two-time defending national champions, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. 29 in a row now for SDSU. Uh, certainly one of the great dynasties in the history of the football championship subdivision. First big thing about the Grizz, they certainly had a ton of missed opportunities. South Dakota State did not play their perfect game, far from it, but it was going to take a lot to beat that team. 15 uh, points allowed throughout the entire playoffs is just an insane number. SDSU finishes the season giving up 9.2 points per game. That's the first FCS national champion ever to give up less than 10 points per game. That's including North Dakota State and Georgia Southern and App State and all the great FCS dynasties. Only one has given up single-digit points for a 15-game season at South Dakota State. Here's Jimmy Rogers, the defensive mastermind and the head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits on how his team has been able to achieve such a lofty standard. I don't think it's just developing scheme or developing athletically. It's developing the full person, the mind, you know, controls your actions, how to respond from adversity. This team has been battle tested. Um, a lot of these, a lot of this team has gone through a ton of heartache and they've learned from it and we've stayed consistent in our approach moving forward. And largely to do that is the, the leadership that's on this football team and guys like these two. Um, we're blessed to be a, prior, uh, a part of a team full of a bunch of guys like the individuals that we have, they're special people before they are football players. They're hungry to win and, and uh, very, very consistent day in and day out, and they love each other. We'll stay over on the left-hand side. Craig, go ahead. Craig Haley, Stats Reform. Coach, you just took a, uh, an assessment of your defense where you think it stands. How about your overall team this season, maybe the recent run? Where do you think this team stands historically? Um... I'm not overly concerned about where it stands. Um, I think this is one of the best teams. I know this. This is the best team that South Dakota State football has ever had. And that's what we concern ourselves about, where it stands in history. I'm not sure you guys make that decision. Um, blessed to be around the guys, though. This is what I will miss most about the, the team is the people that make up the team. You know, Garrett Greenfield, Mason McCormick, Isaiah Davis. There's a handful. Jason Freeman. Coached a lot, of, a lot of these guys in the linebacker room, and we're going to be missing several of them. Um, that's probably the hardest thing for me is uh, saying goodbye to people. And uh, just glad we didn't let them down. We, we did what we said that we would do. Okay, we'll go over here on the right-hand side, front row. Go ahead, please. Uh, Andrew Houghton, Skyline Sports. Coach, you came into the season with sort of 
having to maintain the standard that you guys set last season, what were the challenges of doing that? How were you able to do that so successfully throughout, you know, the journey of the season? I think it's the leadership on this football team, the guys buying into the message of not listening to a bunch of hype. We, we really, um, and then I got to give a huge shout out to Chris Crock. He's our mental strength coach. He does a great job of resetting the guys every week and keeping them focused. And, uh, this team is really close, and when you're close and you're connected and you want the same thing, it's um, I, won't, I don't want to say easy because none of this is easy, but it makes it easier to have success when people love being around one another, and that's what this program is. Uh, we enjoy our time together. We enjoy the, the work that goes into it, and it came together this season, week in and week out. It wasn't always easy, but we stayed consistent in our approach, and, and um, blessed to be around this team. Jimmy Rogers here on Nuanas Dower. Saying a big thing about the Grizz after the national championship game. Montana has certainly made tremendous strides under Bobby Houck. I think people were wondering if the uh, the momentum of the program had plateaued. They made it to the quarterfinals in 2019. And they, you know, they lost to an in-conference opponent because of a lot of circumstantial things. When they lost to Weber State on the road in you know, a wet, dreary afternoon. Okay, but you think you're thinking, okay, year two... With Bobby Houck back in the fold, that's a great jump to get back in the playoffs and, and win a playoff game and, and get to the quarterfinals. Then you had the COVID year and the no season and then the 2021 spring season that showed huge glimpses of what Montana could be. And then in the 2021 fall season, the Grizz had some ups and downs, but they had a nice surge and they beat their rival at home and then uh, they won a playoff game and it just happened that they got a, a, a tough draw. James Madison was just the second-best team in the country that year, and they just ended up having to play them on the road. And uh, then they had a, you know, a terrible bout of luck with Cam Humphrey and Sammy Kim going down, and you know you have to ride a uh, an option quarterback in the second half of a playoff game. It sort of hits an abrupt end. Then last year was supposed to be the year. They were supposed to be one of the top teams in the country. They were supposed to make a run and maybe even contend for a national championship. It all came crashing down. They lost three in a row in the middle of the year, and then they get destroyed by Montana State and Bozeman. Well, then this year, not a ton of expectations, and then it was sort of a doomsday scenario coming out of the Northern Arizona game, and then they didn't lose for almost three months, and that culminated in 10 wins in a row. And uh, to me, though, what the Grizz recaptured this year has very little to do with coaching adjustments or scheme or execution or an upgrade in talent or any of that. This Grizz team got to the national championship game because of the cumulative sense of belief. That's something that people that follow Grizz football know used to be one of, if not the calling cards of the program. And I know that people that have followed the program for a long time wondered what happened. What what happened to that cumulative sense of we're unbeatable. We're never going to lose. Nobody can beat us no matter if they play their best game and we play our worst game. We're still going to find a way to win. That was absent around Missoula for 10-plus seasons. The Grizz got that back. This team renewed that. There's no doubt about it. And uh, that will be one of their indelible legacies. Here's Bobby Houck on just what this team meant to him and the strides Montana's made. Coach, you said last year uh, that Grizz team was your favorite to coach, but this year... What do you like most about this team that stood out to you and puts them towards the top as well? Uh, well, we want more. That's uh, that's good. Um, but uh, you know, we we have uh, we have great guys on our team. I think that's pretty consistent year in year out. As I mentioned, they're highly competitive. Uh, hate to lose, love to win. They're all hard working. 
Um, there's a great deal of mental and physical toughness, and uh, I think this team has that, uh, you know, throughout its uh, roster. And I think that the older guys bring that out of the younger guys, and, and I just uh, just really love the way we, uh, we performed. Uh, I thought we had great belief and confidence um, throughout the season, um, starting in August, and there was no doubt in uh, – and the guys in this team that were they were a terrific football team, and and uh, they proved that on the field. Hey, Bobby, uh, Frank Agola with the Missoulian. Um This was your first recruiting class you brought in for them to be seniors. Now, what can you say about the impact they made in turning around the Montana program from where it was to where it is now? And and do you feel they leave the program in a state of where the Grizz should be on a yearly basis? Yeah, I think we're we're where we should be, uh, Frank. Back to front on that on that question. Um, I, I mentioned this in the locker room. We didn't we didn't in 2018, the first year, you know, five seasons ago, we didn't we didn't look like we do now, um, physically or uh, in the ability to perform. And you know, this senior this senior class and the guys we've added on, uh, I mean, they've won a lot of games and culminating with uh, with this appearance in the national championship game but uh, you know we've, we've won playoff games every year since that first year we've been in the quarterfinals um, pushing our way into this game was was terrific and you know they just they have an understanding that uh, that uh, we expect to win and and uh, you know I think they have passed that on to everybody in the in the locker room Bobby Houck here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's the Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Oh, Missoula, my third big thing about the Grizz and this national championship game and this run overall is sometimes it's just circumstantial that you have a greater proximity to a team. But this group, especially this group of seniors, will always be one that will be special to me on a personal note. And it's not just because of their accomplishments, because it, but it's who they are and where they're from. This is my sixth season back in Missoula covering Grizz football. I've obviously covered the Big Sky Conference as a whole for uh, almost uh, two decades now. And as I always say, one of the great joys of this ESPN gig has been getting back into covering high school sports. And my first fall back was the fall of 2017. And my alma mater, Big Sky High School, had a banner year that year. The, the Eagles went 8-2 and two during the regular season. They got the two seed in the playoffs. It was one of the better regular seasons in Big Sky's uh, sort of average history. And I remember watching the Eagles multiple times during that season. And I remember thinking, that quarterback can play, man. That quarterback is a Division One guy. I don't know what position he can play, but he's got the heart of a lion. He's tough as nails. He can play. That young man's Levi Janicaro. He, won, he wore number 37 this year for the Grizzlies. I remember thinking... That other linebacker, that fullback, Ryan Flink, that guy can absolutely play. That guy can play for the Grizz. Sure enough, Flink was the Golden Helmet Award winner, the top hitter on the Grizz, and it was a stalwart this year for Montana football. Well, when Bobby Houck came back, two of his first calls were down there to Missoula Big Sky, and he got both those guys on the roster. That same fall of 2017, Garrett Graves was one of our first sort of star high school athletes on this show. He was a multiple-time state champion in football up there at Eureka, he also was a multiple-time state champion wrestler, and he became one of our go-to guys when it came to doing our high school interviews because he was just such a champion. Fast forward, he was a fifth-year senior in a first-team All-League selection this year on special teams for this Grizz football team. 
Talk about Braxton Hill, a guy from Anaconda, Montana. One of our photographers, Blake Kempstead at Skyline Sports, a guy who's been integral in building up what we've built and helped lead us to this partnership with ESPN. Blake's from Anaconda. I've been calling games. You know, Blake does Copperhead Country, and he calls all the Anaconda games. Well, every time Anaconda's around in uh, football or basketball, Blake calls me up and sees if I want to jump on the color. So I've been talking about Braxton Hill since he was a junior in high school. To see him bet on himself and then transform into the guy, the leader, the man on this team, it's been awesome. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, sitting down at the Mo Club, I was just having a burger, and there's Alex Governor and Noah Cashmitter. They were having some burgers too, so I said, hey guys, let's, let's talk a little bit. We ended up talking about Grizz history for hours. They were so interested and engaged in my knowledge about that kind of stuff, and they were so interested in knowing how to get back to that point. That's pretty tremendous. Then you talk about now, we're old enough where my brother has kids that are going to Grizz camps. My my little nephew, he thinks that Keelan White, I mean, Keelan White might as well be Wes Welker or Julian Edelman, man. I mean, this guy, he's a hero to my nephew. And getting to know Keelan on a personal note because of that and always going up after games, getting autographs and stuff like that. We just had a, a pretty close proximity with these guys. And uh, I told these, I told Braxton Hill this and Levi Janet Carroll this, but I said, you guys understand your responsibility for carrying this thing forward. And that's what makes this group so special. And uh, you could tell that uh, they knew how special it was. And I think that's where the disappointment comes from. The loss hurts. Losses of any sort always hurt. And the more they hurt, the more it meant to you. That means it's a worthwhile uh, pursuit. Here's A.J. Forbes, a senior captain for the Grizzlies. And then Braxton Hill will just roll these two back-to-back. Certainly emotion-filled and appreciate these guys for doing it. But here's A.J. Forbes, senior center captain for the Grizz. And then we'll hear from Braxton Hill as well, just what this whole experience meant to them. Yeah, uh, this this place is really special to me. Uh, I I get emotional talking about it because this place gave me the opportunity that I I knew that I I wanted, and I'm so grateful for Coach Houck and the rest of the coaches and my teammates for uh, letting me live out my dream, and uh, I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah, when, when I came here, I, I didn't know what, what my future would look like as a, as a college football player. Um, and again, I'm just super grateful for Coach Houck and the rest of the coaches, uh, my teammates, for, for bringing me in and, and treating me like I belonged. Um, super thankful for the, the, the community in Missoula and, and the entire state of Montana, frankly. Um, a kid that didn't grow up. In Montana, I felt like it was home, and it'll forever be a home to me from now on. What, what would you pass on to just the younger guys, and uh, how cool is Saria, and, and uh, what do they need to do going forward? Uh, you know, the the guys that we have in this locker room right now, uh, they're, they're a bunch of real stand-up dudes. They wouldn't be here if, if they weren't. Um, the message I would I would send to them is is demand more from yourself than others than others do of you. Um, if you continuously demand excellence from yourself, uh, you're going to be fine. You know, we just gave up too many explosives, too many big plays. Um, you know, we just didn't defense didn't play good enough to win. Um, at times, we played we played well, um, but like I said, just too many explosives and. Too many uh, third downs, but yeah, they have a, a heck of a leader back there, and um, 
he makes him go for sure. Just how can you describe just how, how special this season has been for you guys and, and what this run is, has meant to you? It's meant everything to me. Um, you know, just being a Montana kid, this is my dream school. And, uh, you know, just you develop so many relationships along the way with these coaches and the guys you play out there with. And um, it was a it was special, uh, special senior year for sure. And, um, yeah, I'm just, just going to miss uh, being a Montana Grizzly. And I'm excited to uh, see what these guys do next year. For uh, Brockton and AJ, just talk about the journey. Talk about your teammates and what what this journey this year meant to both of you as student athletes and players on this outstanding team. Yeah, I'll just echo what I said earlier. Um, it's meant the world to me. Um, you know, Montana was my dream school. I love representing this state. Um, I've made my best friends along the way. So many great relationships with these coaches, and um, Montana's just a special place. We have special fans. Um, you know, they they come out and they support us um, every single Saturday, as you saw today. And um, yeah, it just it's meant the world to me. And I, I really wish I could be a Grizzly forever. Uh, for Braxton, uh, <clears throat> you know, all the kind of the redshirt freshmen got to travel on this trip. Like, what would your message be to some of the the younger? Uh, classes um, in this program just moving forward and, and what you want to you know see them accomplish yeah I would say uh, never be satisfied work hard every day um, coach Houck's gonna demand that and that's why we're here today um, you know just never be satisfied work hard year-round um, and you're gonna have the time of your life without without even knowing it each and every day um, yeah and just enjoy being a grizzly it it, I mean, people say it goes fast, and um, you get caught up, and sometimes you you think it doesn't go fast, but it truly does. So just embrace all the moments you get with your brothers, work hard for these coaches, be prideful, and uh, represent Montana as best you can across your There you go, Braxton Hill and A.J. Forbes, a couple of good captains here on Oz. Now as part of the Montana Football Hour as well as part of our road to Frisco. Appreciate all the fine clients that helped send us down to Dallas, Texas including the Stone of Accord. There's no more Grizz football to watch, but there's plenty of football coming up. Sunday has a full slate of NFL, and the Stone has excellent brunch. So no better uh, Sunday afternoon for you. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, head on down to the Stone, get yourself some brunch, uh, enjoy a mimosa, and uh, watch the NFL Sunday slate. Three playoff games on Sunday. The Stone of Accord, just a Stone's throw away on North Reserve. The Montana Football Hour proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash treats your car like it deserves to be treated. One parting thought on this Grizz football season on the other side. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. It's New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio. Curtain has fallen on the Montana Grizzlies season a 23-3 loss in the national championship game to now two-time defending FCS national champions, South Dakota State. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. It's our Montana football hour. I would say our last one, but we'll probably keep doing Montana football hours. We'll certainly have a bunch when spring football rolls around, and there's always football news to be had. And, uh, you know, I mean, 
it never stops churning. Now we're going to have, I mean, the transfer portal is now open for the next five days for guys that played in this championship game. Not wishing anything upon anybody, but that's certainly going to be a part of the news. The coaching convention is coming up in a couple weeks as well, so there should be some coaching movement as well. So we'll have plenty of football stuff for you, but it's been a great pleasure of having the Montana Football Hour for a month longer than we usually do. Thanks to Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula for their continued support, and thanks to the Grizz for having such uh, an outstanding run. I'm going to finish this by just re-articulating something. There's been this lingering question across college sports for the last 10 or 15 years about does sporting performance still drive campus life? Does it boost enrollment? Is it still important? Those questions were resoundingly answered by this Grizz team. This run was truly one of the most beneficial things to happen to the Missoula community in the last 15 years, and that's not hyperbole. It fundamentally changed the entire complexion of conversations I have in this community. It fundamentally changed the complexion of this job, both from a content standpoint and from a sales standpoint. And I really hope that President Bodner and the athletic administration, first of all, I hope they take great pride in what they accomplish. I also hope this resonates with them as well, and they realize that now the expectation has been reset. It's national championship or bust for the University of Montana, and the only way to catch the Dakota schools is investment. The only things that North Dakota State and South Dakota State have that Montana doesn't cost money. you got to find a way to have state funding. you got to find a way to have more money coming in from the booster side of things. I don't think it's an NIL deal. I think it's completely beyond that. You got to have an indoor practice facility. You got to have the rehab stations, all this sort of stuff. But that will be the legacy to me of this 2023 Grizz team. It's not about making it to the national championship as much as it was. They made everybody forget about all the tumult of the last 15 years. And that's much more important than winning it all. So a tip of the cap to this Grizz team. What an outstanding season it was. And we'll keep on hashing it out as time moves forward. But for now, this one's in the books. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Marty Mornowig will talk all things national championship game and all things NFL week 18. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Next, keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 